0: So my name is thomas mundia i am a certified emotional and social intelligence coach and trainer currently working at uh, strathmore university in the business school i have uh, almost 12 years now of coaching people who are in executive positions leadership positions in organizations that has been my specialty with a lot of interest in companies that are spun across Uh, small, medium-sized organizations to large corporates and across the continent. Different parts have had experience of coaching in different, different countries, as well as now currently working a lot with companies that are developing their leadership pipeline and having me come in to coach the next line of leaders and also prepare leadership programs designed and tailor-made to be able to address uh, the current changes of In the workplace and how that is affecting the way people lead so i'm very excited that i can speak to you who's listening to me right now and i'm hoping that the topic i'll bring to you will resonate in somehow because i'm just going to bring experiences of witness both as a coach sitting down with many people who are navigating who are transitioning from college from university entering into the workplace And I work a lot with new managers, a lot of people who have just uh, been promoted into team leadership uh, roles in organizations. And so what I'll I'll, I'll be sharing with you is what I see is the role that values of a person play. And I'll be talking about values and happiness, a very important component. And you must be wondering, why would anyone be talking about happiness? Now here, happiness, by definition, we're not referring to a feeling. This is not a momentary, transient feeling. We're referring to a state of being. Happiness is the perceived possession of a good, something you believe that gives you fulfillment, something that is good to you. Happiness, in my definition, I further explain it to be a state in which you're in a place where your values are very much aligned to the life you live, the decisions you make, and the actions you make, and the actions you take. So I'm very happy that I can raise a couple of things. If you look at your screen right now, I've placed on the screen a set of values. I'd like us to start by doing what I call a values audit. Now, there are very few people, unfortunately, who take time to, to to assess themselves and ask themselves, what are my values? What are the things that are most important to me? So I want you to take some two minutes right now. Looking at the screen, you've got a set of very many values listed there. I want you to just identify 10 out of the ones that are showing on the screen right now. Put them down on a notebook. Once you've done that, I'd like you to identify out of those 10, if you are narrowing down to your six most important out of those 10, which ones would be? Would those be? I'm sure I've challenged you. That must be very difficult. I'm sure you must be wondering, gosh, even getting the 10 was not easy. But there's a reason I ask you that because the average person statistically it says the average human being will only live by six values by the time we put them six feet under. Now that's an interesting awakening call for many of us. Now why do I start with the values audit? Because the first place for any happiness, the first place for any wellness of any being of any sort is an awareness of yourself, is an awareness of where, what is important to you. And because once you know these values that you've listed, you begin to understand why you make decisions as you do. And you also begin to appreciate why you have certain reactions whenever some of these values are either upheld or are trodden upon. If you're in a relationship or if you're in a workplace or in any circumstance or environment you are in, you'll realize if respect is an important value to you, if people are not valuing it, if people don't um, give you the space to exercise it, and if you're in a place where you're undermined and your opinion is not regarded, You realize you're either stressed, you either are demoralized. Now, those things are coming from their triggers. Anytime you have an emotional reaction, emotions are simply a trigger that raises an alert to remind us that there's something within our lower levels of being that is being affected and that we need to pay attention to. So that is why we begin there. Values, because values help you to understand why you react the way you do. It explains to you which emotions are mostly driving you. Now, talking about emotions, one other thing that is very interesting when I'm doing trainings is that we have a disease that is rampant. It's called emotions vocabulary bankruptcy. The average person out there can only name maximum probably five, six types of emotions if I give them two minutes to list them. I'm sure in your free time, do that exercise and ask me how many can you list in two minutes. I'd be amazed how much how many emotions are out there? They're in thousands. You'll be shocked. You have the primary emotions which are known, the standard emotions. Everybody knows them, joy, fear, sadness, happiness. But each of these primary emotions has subdivisions of them and more subdivisions of those ones. And why is it that we need to know emotions and what how are they linked to values is what I mentioned earlier. An individual who is able to name the emotion that they are feeling, to name it accurately, is able to deal with it. So the first place I'd like to ask, even right now as you're listening to me, what emotion are you experiencing today? And apart from the usual standard ones, are you able to actually name what it is? I'll give examples. If somebody asks me, how are you feeling today? And I say, I feel overwhelmed. Now, we rarely use such kind of emotions. But what's the beauty of being able to name is then you're able to actually trace where the feeling of emotion is coming from. If it's overwhelmed, where is the overwhelmed coming from? It's coming probably from your either, you're, the, the expectations made upon you are much more than the resources you have. Therefore, you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Now, once you're able to name an emotion, you're able to know where it's coming from. But then the more important thing, and this is a very important art of people who find happiness is then you're able to choose whether you'll react or you'll respond today's very sad. majority of us are reactors we simply re- react to life we are victims of circumstances events opinions of people voices of other people but there's a very different big difference between people who choose to react and those who respond reacting is instinctive there's no thought in it Many of us do that. Somebody says something, you snap. You are angry. You throw back a remark. How many times have you sent an email when you're in a moment of anger? Those are reactions. Those are people who are reactive. The more you begin to know yourself, the more you begin to know your emotions, the more you begin to know the things that are most important to you, the more you're able to manage your emotions and to manage what you do with those emotions because that is what is even more important. It's not just knowing is what you do with the knowledge of once you know what emotion you're experiencing so this is the difference somebody who reacts is instinctive without any thought somebody who responds is very different somebody responds is somebody who is deliberate and is intentional before they make that quick response before they uh, answer back the first way they take time breathe in breathe out Take some time to think through what they're going through before they can make a decision. I'll give you a classical example. How many times, as I mentioned earlier, when you have an email, you want to type an email as a reaction to somebody who maybe said something nasty to you and you're quick to start typing it. Somebody who reacts will press the send button. But the definitely who respond is very different. Will pause, take a walk, maybe take some time to reflect and think. And when they come back, they'll look at that email again. Many times, there's something time does. The minute you look back at an email, you realize that this was not the way you were going to send an email. So this is important as foundations that I'm giving you. Emotional intelligence is an important component of finding happiness. It's the ability to know your emotions, to be able to as validate where the emotion is coming from. But more importantly, to choose to respond, not to react. So I want you to take a time a minute now that I've said a few things, I want you to rate yourself on how you score on those things that I've asked. First, ask yourself, how do you score on a scale of 1 to 10? Ten, 10 is excellent, 1 is ICU, really doing badly. How do you score on first how well you know your emotions, how well you can name them, how many vocabularies you can attach to emotions that you feel on every typical day? That's the first class, first category of uh, assessment I want to ask you. Secondly, is how good, are you able to, how good are you at being able to ascertain where that emotion is coming from or what is feeding or causing or influencing that emotion? On a scale of 1 to 10, again, do that. And lastly, what are you more of? This is now a choice. This one is not rating 1 to 10. But between reacting and responding, which one do you do more often? Look at your typical day and ask yourself, is your day full of more reactions or is it more full of responses? responses. Do you, are you impulsive? Are you instinctive? Do you just spontaneously uh, do things or uh, answer back or respond whenever you're faced by something? Or are you deliberate? Are you intentional? Do you reflect? Are you, do you first consult? Do you seek advice? These are interesting habits to ask yourself. So having said that, remember I began from values and it's the reason I link them to emotions. Values, as you've listed up, they are very crucial. And I think here is where I need to bring up something important. The values shape the way we look at reality. They shape how we look at the world. If, for example, order is very important to you as a value, you will not be surprised that even when you look at the world, when you see order somewhere, you're attracted. It makes you drawn to that environment when there's order. When you see disorder, it repels you. And because you values are what become the lens through which you see the world now you will realize that you make judgments every single day using your values because your values are the yardsticks it is the very parameters we use to be able to sift through the information we get that we are bombarded with every single day as the world interacts with us through our senses so we sift And we choose the things to focus on us on the basis of what? What parameters do we use? They're based on our values. And so today it's very important to begin that to ask yourself, what are my values? And am I I living according to my values? Is my life aligned to my values? Do I even know my values? Or is this the first time that I'm even doing a value? That should tell you that this is a good place to begin. To ask yourself, can I make this a practice? Can I make this a constant habit at the beginning of every year to do a values audit? And then can I make it a habit that I have a periodic review to assess to what extent am I faithfully living according to those values that I have stipulated at the beginning of the year? So you've got a good head start now. I'd encourage you as you're listening to me, I know sometimes we look and wonder how is it that people who have made it and are successful, you look at people around you who are stable, who are able to Uh, find happiness in their work, in their careers, in their school life, in their academics. But you forget it's intentional, it's deliberate. There are certain people who just live by chance, and therefore they are victims of circumstances, events, environments, and therefore life sways them wherever it takes them. But you're listening to us and you're in this course, particularly because what I'm looking for is to help you be deliberate. Be a person who then asks themselves, How is my life today? How have I lived this day? How much has my values been at the forefront of the decisions I've made? How much of my values have influenced the way I've related to people today? Where have I compromised my values? In which instances have I given in to my values because of peer pressure or because I'm trying to conform to the norms and expectations that people have of me? I want to remind you something interesting is that people who live by their values are authentic. They show up for who they are, they are and becomes very attractive people to work with. And that is why even today's workplace is changing. And more and more there's an interest in the person, more than the academics and the certificates that you bring. People are now looking for a person who can relate well to people, somebody who is able to set goals for themselves, who is able to live a congruent life, a life where their actions are aligned to their values, a person of integrity, a person who what they say and what they do is aligned. But where does that come from? It comes from the ability to be able to know your values and to be aligned, to align them to your actions and to your decisions. What excites me as you listen to me is that I've just set the ground. If you look at the screen right now, I just want to close with this thought. You can see that rhino. On the screen and everything that it's painting it's painting its horn why because the rhino the only thing it sees its front of itself is a horn all of us you who's listening to me has a horn through which you see the world that horn influences your biases your assumptions your prejudices it's a makeup of all those things every day you're making judgments of people you see a person you judge them that's a joker that's a slow person that's a loud person we filter and judge people and label people through the horns that we all have. What's your horn as you listen to me? Your horn comes from your values. That, those values you listed earlier is the, is, the, is the horn through which you see the world. So in the next piece that I'll be giving you in a short while, I want to give you a couple of habits of four happy people. Four very foundational and important habits that are crucial for somebody That move you from just values to where you have habits that become your character and enable you to be stable enough that you're not influenced by your temperament or your biology and you're not influenced by positions and titles, but you're able to pursue what is good, what gives you happiness. And I'll give you that secret in four very simple habits that will unravel for you the secret towards finding true happiness as an individual in whatever aspect or context that you are in remember it's about living deliberate and intentional lives it's a choice you will make nobody else will make that choice for you and the choice you need to make is to ask yourself where are my values and have i been attentive to the emotions i'm experiencing because those emotions are either alerting you to either your values are not being upheld or they are if you're feeling good about something it's most probably because your values are being upheld so stay tuned as i go into the four habits now of people that have found happiness, the secrets to happiness. Thank you.